So to make a to make a chimp noise, what you have to do is first number one, you gotta open your mouth real wide, show your teeth, like that. Mm. I, I see those chompers, Ricky, Caleb, No, and Eric. Okay, thanks, Tristan. <laughs> Our guest, Tristan Lyons, is showing his teeth. Uh-huh, now, uh-huh. now uh, hit the falsetto notes. So like your. And now there's just one final one final step is now act like you're gargling some toothpaste as loud as you can. Oh jeez. And that's how you make chimp noises. <laughs> yep. I feel like Welcome to the film snobs. This is what we've become. No, cut that out. That you're not the host. You can't open you can't say that. So the monkey Cut opened? it out. No, yeah, you cut cut it out. If editor, if you don't cut that out. I am the editor. Eric's Cut the yourself editor. out. <laughs> I am the editor. <laughs> we speak in monkey noises or nothing. This isn't going to be another cat episode, Ricky. <laughs> You're right. It's a chimp episode. Episode. You know that's a great way. That's a great way to start this out. So, uh, first question for you guys. Um, We're not even talking about this movie. Um, (laughs) We should probably say. I want to know. No, I want to know if you could be any animal. What would you be? Jared, you start. uh, Definitely some kind of uh, high flying bird because then I could travel all over the world way easier. Could sleep in lots of places because there's lots of trees in the world. More trees and houses in the world. That's a fun fact. So yeah, like at least twelve times. Like an times eagle or a heron or a sandhill crane or something like that. Sandhill crane. I from love our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> at my old house, there was always a crane nearby. I think they were like building like some apartments yeah. nearby. So yeah. yeah, hopefully at least four stories because otherwise you're wasting space and Earth is Earth is gonna run out of that. It's true. It's really sad. Eric. Uh, I would be a single-celled organism, for sure. An amoeba? Yeah, that explains, because you're pretty bland in the first place. Mm-hmm. Wow. I got the wow. reverse criticism <laughs> on our last <laughs> pod, actually. <laughs> what do you mean, the reverse I was, criticism? I was told I have the only one with bass in their voice. Yeah, but was that one of your friends that told you that? Huh? Was it someone that knows you and doesn't know us? It was nothing about my character. It no, was no, no, but answer, answer the question. Was it someone who knows you but doesn't know us? You don't have to know a person I do. to know their yes. voice. Yes, they're trying to hype you up because they're, you're their only friend on the pod. What? This is. Can you answer the question? Eric, this is actually an intervention. <laughs> this isn't yeah. a podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a known friend. Yeah, because yes. the people who like just know me and don't know everyone else think I have the best voice on the pod. They didn't say I had the best voice. They just said I had the the most enunciated. You know, voice. I, I love this argument, but we're gonna move on to Caleb over there because he looks like he really wants to tell us. I what will animal say is. I did get a text from my sister, and I thought it was gonna be a nice text about me. And all she said is, "Jared's so funny." See, and, and, <laughs> and, and like, she doesn't know me. <laughs> really? I was like, Thanks, Allie. I like to think I'm pretty funny too. Um, Can we? But all? that's unfortunate. The animal I would be would be the ferocious Chinese red panda. They Ferocious. are cute and cuddly and have a ton of fun just playing around. And I like to think that I embody that. You describe something in that's my not ferocious. <laughs> yeah, the ferocious was facetious. The facetious ferocious <laughs> of it all. Oh, my God. Girls love red pandas because mm. they're so darn cute. Right. And now we would like to introduce a guest. This is Tristan Lyons. Tristan, would you like to uh, uh, introduce yourself a bit before you tell us your animal? 
Yes, I think this is a, going to be a very big introduction. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tristan Lyons. I was originally told that I was going to be here to watch a Weeb movie and contribute to some sort of Weeb discussion. Uh, but instead, <laughs> I'm very excited to present my favorite animal. Uh, and I think that's got to be, I'm going to go with the cheetah. Because uh, uh, mm. it'd be the mm. fastest that I could be and just absolutely d like demolish every other land animal. And I think that's, An that's just pretty neat. Yeah. Don't you feel just like as fast as possible? Don't you oh, feel I think like it literally demolished? <laughs> but but aren't oh, yeah. you? <laughs> no, but also then just eat eat a lot of things. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> running fast. Don't you feel like you're right. desecrating that's your last cool. name? Like the rest of your family is going to be upset. Oh yeah. So so uh, for our few listeners name? who didn't catch it, my last name is Lyons, uh. and whenever people ask this question, I don't answer lion just because my last name is Lions, and that's a cop-out. So you would say that it actually is a Fun lion, fact. but you just don't want to say it. Um, yeah. You guys want me to, yeah. you guys <laughs> want me to give you a tutorial on how to roar like a lion? Do it. Okay. Open your mouth real wide. I would like you to not as <laughs> okay. that's actually <laughs> offensive to my last name. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't want Tristan to cancel me. No right. Offense, no we'll offense. move on and cancel the uh, animal semi podcast. Yeah. Cancelled. Well, I'd be a box jellyfish because people try to put me in a box. You can't because I am a box. Whoa. No, you can fit a box in another box. Be what people try to put you in. Is, <laughs> Is that I your mean? advice? Yeah. <laughs> and I just like to float through the ocean and yeah. just, you know, let it carry me where it will. Mm. Right. And I'm cute and pink. Yeah, when you uh, when you've been in the sun for a while, you kind of turn like a little <laughs> pinkish. I'm just pinkish always. Huh. Let's be real. Uh, anyways, that's enough of that. That was a fun game. Yeah, can we? Have I think another? we should just do that the rest of this time. <laughs> Welcome to Game Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tonight we had some fun. We watched maybe the greatest movie ever made. M X P, most extreme primate. Mm. Now, you're going to think that that's a joke that we're doing, or a bit, but no, that is the movie we it's watched. It's not a joke. If you read the title of the of the episode, you <laughs> probably <laughs> have that figured out by now. It. That is true, but our stats say no one looks at our titles. <laughs> and so, we watched this incredible movie with the kid chimp uh, himself right next to me here, um, and yeah, we had quite a wild time. It's about a, a chimp. This is actually the third movie in a trilogy. It's a big deal. Uh, the first movie, he uh, played hockey. Yeah, that chimp could skate. He was a champion. And he really befriended that, that lonely girl who was deaf, which was actually kind of touching. Yeah, some wild stuff. But then he got kicked out of the league, so he became the oh, most you're vertical about the primate. Yeah, the first one, okay. and mo most valuable primate. Mm. Yeah, but then he became the most vertical primate and learned how to skateboard. Ah. And now we got MXP. And we have MXP, most the extreme. The and the reason we watch this movie is because our uh, new topic is travel. It's going on a journey. Journey, yeah. Mm -hmm. And this monkey goes on quite the journey. Yeah, this is kind of like the carry on my wayward son if we're uh, if we're going for journey the band to journey the theme. I don't I think carry on my wayward son is journey. <laughs> I think that's Kansas. I mean, they all sound the same, right? Yeah. I hate that this movie just barely scraped into the category of journey. <laughs> not yeah, scraped we in. Did the not whole know. movie was a destination. <laughs> God. They are, they came to the wonderful state of Colorado, where we reside. Yeah, yeah, Blackbrush. <laughs> and we're coming to you live <laughs> from Bra Blackbush. Yeah, guys, ever been to Blackbrush? <laughs> you ever Colorado? been to Black Slate, Colorado? 
I've never been to Blackbrush. I've never heard of it. Um, I, I it looks like a pretty cool mountain it's town. Looks very Canadian to me, actually. Yeah, it looked like in the movie it was actually called the Mile High City, which I had never heard before. Which would be so Denver. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's original. The movie came up with that. Mm. Anyways, uh, so let's go around the room, and I want to hear everyone's first impressions. So, uh, wait, are we in chimp. spoily territory at this? No, point? first, first impressions. Oh, okay, all right. You yeah, can't I'm, spoil this. You yeah, really I'm, can't. <laughs> I'm I'm kid chimp here. I've seen most of. I think I'm the only one who's seen the full trilogy. Big fan of the franchise. First up, first one's the best. Kind of like Rocky, you know, where it's underdog story and um, the monkey befriending the deaf girl is just really a touching, touching story. And then Most Vertical Primates, probably the weakest of the three, and I'd say this is the second best. I think Monkeys in Snow is just fun to watch, just a good contrast of colors. I th- um, I'm just a big fan of, s- of watching animals do things, especially chimps, just because they're fun. And like, I like them putting on mittens, I like them putting on boots. I like the monkey like painting their toenails in Mexico. So there's a lot of um, really good just like visual comedy bits. Uh, with monkeys and chimps and like primates, uh, all things that Jane Goodall talks about, and like just pretty like dope, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And I just uh, want to, um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, bro. Always clockwise. All right, all right. Um, you know what? I was I was pleasantly surprised. Really? Because I saw your rating already. Uh, Ed, just <laughs> I I didn't find any redeemable value in this movie. <laughs> oh, that's why you're surprised. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Do you, um, not, do you not like chimps? Uh, it was just it was super cheesy and corny, and I had a very difficult time watching it. But name fifteen things that are cheesy about this movie in ten seconds. The tacos, Go. the, the tacos. guy's accent, the locations, the fake names, the costume design, the fake spent 10 seconds you didn't make it obviously this movie's not cheesy i did one that's, a second that's the so test that's a pretty the consistent movie yeah <laughs> if you can name 15 i can keep going if you seconds. want me to keep going <laughs> <laughs> to be fair eric you were um you were kind of out before it started yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> i did not want to watch this <laughs> that's not a <laughs> yeah right <laughs> hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it did have one of my favorite actors in it, um, uh, who played in the uh, the Hunger Games and the Viking series. Oh yeah, that guy was in it. I yeah. don't know his name. What's his name? Um, Bjorn Blondie Mc. No, he's Bjorn Blondie McBlondface. Yeah, I think that's like his <laughs> like uh, Screen Actors Guild name. Yeah, that's the SGA. Uh, no, it's uh, Alexander Ludwig. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like Lud, like Ludwig van Ludwig, Ludwig yeah, bag. Probably actually Ludwig van Beethoven. Yeah, but he was a little child, mm. and it was a funny moment because both Caleb and I were like, "Wait a minute, you know who that is? It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> a guy from Hunger Games." Right. Yeah. Well, guys, you know, I um, I got a lot of laughs out of this movie. Mm. I, it was very enjoyable to watch. A lot of fun. Um. It was a nice, relaxing watch after watching a lot of really serious movies. So it was good to watch something that... Um, and a cold movie still. And still uh, and a cold movie. Wow. That was like Throwing it back. It hits all of and the... And feeling lonely. The monkey was lonely. It hits all of the categories. It actually right. covers a lot of thematic ground. Animated? Right? It's about family? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't animated, We'll talk though. about Jay later. Best character. Um, But, you know, it didn't... 
It's not my favorite movie. I do like <laughs> movies with monkeys in them, uh, especially with chimps. Uh, but my favorites are Ed, the one where he plays third base with Matt LeBlanc, and um, my personal favorite, Summer of the Monkeys, which I hope we can watch sometime on this show. Oh because, wow! Um, All right, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this one, Tristan. Oh boy! Uh, yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it too. I was uh, kind of going into it with a hopefully positive outlook. I'm trying to come away with some nice uh, learning points for the for myself and the whole family. Um, <laughs> do you have a family, Tristan? I do have a family. Yes. Do you have a and family? <laughs> I was happy to see that this chimp also has a family, and that was you know probably a big takeaway for me. Um, I <laughs> I think that his uh, his engagement with his family was beautiful, and there's nothing wrong with the chimp and the chimp family, and it, it was nice to see uh, some strong father figures in this movie. <laughs> I've got to say there were not a lot of mother figures if such a thing exists. What about uh, Ro- Rowena? What about the woman Rowena. raising monkeys on her own? <laughs> I was just wondering... <laughs> where She didn't I leave mean, her child behind. Or the woman <laughs> teaching yeah, all of the children snowboarders. That's true. She's a mom of twelve. No, that was that was more of like a love interest, I would say. <laughs> to a nine-year-old. <laughs> to the nine-year-old, yeah. But guys, we gotta stop. We gotta stop making mother. those jokes. That was you guys, a big question. this is spoiler territory. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No, overall, uh, big takeaways. Big takeaways, and I think there was a lot to learn <laughs> if you really dig deep. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to piggyback off of that because I think this movie is really like a master class when it comes to just like subtle visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think there's just so many like little intricate pieces that you don't see right in the middle of the frame, but they're, you know, hidden in the background. And, you know, films are just trying so hard to act like they, you know, they aren't even framing anything and it's just like so natural. Mm. But this movie, I mean, you got just like symbols hidden in the corner tucked away you got a little uh trophy of a skateboarder on the kid's bedside and then talk about the license plate yeah but oh we'll the get license there. We'll plate get there. is fantastic I but that yeah. that's that skateboarder trophy is you know hinting at the greater message of him feeling alone in this world and then he finds a skateboard and chimp becomes his best friend can i ask a question based off that just Sure. About film in general, then. Yeah. What do you guys prefer? Is something that is very purposeful in its framing, uh, very Stanley Kubrick esque, or would you prefer something with a free flowing camera where there's not much framing in it, like a like a Terrence Malick of sorts? I think he does have purposeful framing. Yeah, agreed. He's purposeful. Terrence, Sir Terrence. Yep. Interesting. I mean, I yeah, I like I like framed like well framed uh, yeah i think this movie reminded me a lot of terrence malick actually <laughs> don't because of don't the you philosophical dare implications. <laughs> yeah tell us some more about the like the philosophy yeah, the only critique linking malick no, to this no, movie i did ever. some <laughs> i did some research before i came here and um just so you guys can all see it i have it pulled up the georgetown voice which is the college of joint georgetown they have this article called um actually released in 2019 because they're like us seeing the merits of the film far after it was made most extreme primate the philosophical implications of the extremity of modern primates, and uh, I, I really love the conclusion of this. It's, it's really kind of deep. There's no humor, no switcheroo. It's not ironic. It's not even post-ironic. I don't even think it's post-post-ironic. What you're looking at when you watch the movie is the first post-post-post-ironic work of art ever created. The lack of the lacking of no humor is the humor. 
It's a statement on poverty. It's a statement on the silence of God. It is the purest reflection of the innermost crevices of our souls, and it is the most powerful and dangerous weapon humanity has ever created. So I, I was, yeah. whoever wrote that had like thirty minutes to write the paper, <laughs> and they just they, watched they, this with they, their they, knees. They just watched this like they were high with the roommates <laughs> in their dorm room. They're like, oh, MXP. They had Black Hawk Down, The Matrix, and MVP no, 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 next was, to each other. That, that's and part of like, the. Let's watch that one with the monkey. <laughs> the official Georgetown schools, Georgetown paper. No, I know, yeah. but I think you guys just like to put down like real good, like um, you know, scholastic work. I think you're grasping for straws. That's what <laughs> I think you're doing. <laughs> I think you're trying to just push away anything that challenges your own uh, opinions and viewpoints. Um, and you know, you're just trying to put it down, and you're not really engaging with it at all. I'm engaging. Like, do you know what post post? Or trying to engage. Do you know what post post ironic is? Because if you don't understand that, you're not going to understand post 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 ironic. It's when post Malone uh, gets kind of <laughs> facetious. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That was a good laugh. <laughs> Goofy goo. That was a good laugh. Kid Chimp, 2021. Goofy <laughs> House party in space. Well, uh, I think with that, we can enter spoiler territory. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I really want to dig into one character in particular because I think this is a really beautiful, almost character study, even though he's not really the main character. And, you know, that's the older brother. Yes, Jay. <laughs> Would anyone like to, you know, take off and tell us why he might be the greatest brother in film history? You know what Great. a lot of movies like this do. Um, a lot of Disney Channel original movies, and this is kind of in that same realm, even though it's not a decom. Right. They like to paint the older siblings as disinterested, disconnected, absent, and sometimes mean and bullying. And I thought that's where Jay was going to come in in the movie. But you know what? Dude might be a little absent-minded, but he's present physically, and he's there for his brother. And I think that's big. Um, he's funny. At first, I thought he was pretty annoying. He has this, uh, hey, what's up, dude? Huh? Huh? What's the, he sounds like Goofy. Can you do that again? Can you do that again? He's more like, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I can't do it. Um, uh, yeah, bro. Uh, Eric will find some sound bites. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, I got to take an attempt. It's it's more of a, oh, I'm the gnar, bro. Great <laughs> to hit the mountain. <laughs> Home and a cut to the chase because me and my brother here are about as hungry as we are foxes. I'll have four chicken burritos. Two chicken chimichangas, chocolate milkshake. Hold on, can you stick some of those gnarly churros in my shake? Hey, hurry up, I need more dessert and pronto. Yeah, that was you good. It. You got it. That was good. I knew, I'm trying to remember. Like, some dude, we think, this mon- lines, we think this monkey from Mexico. <laughs> we think this monkey's from Mexico. Dude, he's wearing a sombrero. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to agree uh-huh. with you that I don't think that he was mentally all there. Like, oh, no, very dumb. Whoa, that's yeah. a hey. Watch. You it. can't say that. Just I because his brain it. operates at a different <laughs> level than yours. Like, I don't call you dumb because you don't understand yeah. post, post, post ironic. You can absolutely call me dumb for that. <laughs> you know, I'm just sick of you always, like, trying to put everyone down. Like, we're just trying to be, like, you know, like, have a vibe and what? just be positive, And you just keep on, like, trying to tear it like, down. Like, remember when we were talking like about, like, how he was, like, a good older brother because, like, he was present and, like, wasn't making fun of his brother? Like, you just made fun of Jay. You were what? We're praising Jay Ford. You were the opposite. Guys, you're guys, like guys, guys, encouraging <laughs> bullying. Guys. You're the brother in Eddie's million dollar cookout. <laughs> guys, I feel, I feel kind of bad right now. <laughs> Call Jay right now and apologize. Jay, it's me. Right, bro. 
It's um, the actor Trevor Wright. Trevor Wright. Yeah, Pete. Huh. Yeah. yeah, stop saying cha. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry that I called you mentally unstable. Oh, no worries. And that you had nothing going on upstairs. Oh, the calcium and powdered cheese and put hair in your chest, boy. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't care what you say. Huh? Bye, Edward. <laughs> wow, that was intense. Eric, you know what? I take it back. You do understand post, post, post. <laughs> End scene. End scene. <laughs> this has all been a study. I wrote that article. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to take a spin with Jay? Or do you think we yeah, I, I like what Caleb said. He's a nice subversion of tropes. And I like his punk band. His punk band is a rockin'. They do punk music like... Was uh, it punk? Like, uh, yeah, like Black Flag Blank and 192. Like Death Grips. <laughs> Kate Bush and uh, Diane Warren. George Green, Bush. Green Day meets Red Day. You know George Bush has a punk band. George Bush? Yep. What's it called? Um, Bush. <laughs> the Dead Kennedy. It's called Call you Bush. on your bits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Bush. It's called Bush. That's his band. It's called W. He's a bass w. player, so. It's actually HW had a band. HW? <laughs> I think I remember that. <clears throat> nice. Hey Peace guys, uh, what are your thoughts on Jay? I think it's all been said. I've got a, oh. I've got a, oh. <laughs> I've got a cookie fact. I thought it was so much more complex than that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do, you, do you have something to say about it? Uh, well, okay, so Jay's Jay's band, oh, yeah. just the themes that they had in their music. I really couldn't understand anything that they were saying, mm-hmm. but it sounded like our our typical pop punk, and I was just so impressed that the three of them were able to play instruments that weren't physically there. <laughs> I was just so so blown away by that. Hey, speaking of pop Power. punk, um, know, what, right? what do you guys think of, as a culture, pop punk always being related to extreme sports and extreme sports always being related to pop punk? Is that putting people in a box? Because uh, Ricky's kind of a one-box jellyfish, but he listens to all kinds of different music. Why do we think snowboarders and skateboarders can only listen to pop punk and not, say, like U2 or a nice Barry Manilow, per se? Well, you left out... They don't only listen to pop punk. They also listen to ska. You guys like ska. Mm -hmm. Mm. There's some ska ska in here. I like ska. I don't like ska. Brain freeze. Is this the music one? It's like reggae with horns. (laughs) Pretty much. It's the (laughs) oldest music genre in history, actually. Look it up. Guys, thanks. thanks. Jesus, Jesus was in the ska band. No, it was before Jesus. Thanks for dis- dissecting the constructs Jesus of mom. culture within a community with me. That was great. You're welcome. It's like goth kids can only listen to My Chemical Romance. Yeah. So they can. That's why I'm goth. Oh, oh no. Caleb just put down Caleb his hair. I'm doing the Spider-Man 3 hair. Oh. Yeah, it's not quite long enough, but it's it's kind of working. 
Can we talk yeah. about Spider-Man 3, how I do like goth Peter Parker? I know it was like made fun of a lot when it came out, but I think it's really funny. Movie he just rules. wanted cookies with nuts in them. <laughs> yeah. Ursula. That's the girl's what? name. Ursula's the girl's name. Who gives just wanted to dance with me. No, Mary Ursula's Jane. in Little Mermaid. She's octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Can, there can be two characters named Ursula. No, there's only one. Okay. Is a person not allowed to have mood swings or a mental breakdown? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're saying? <laughs> No, because if then celebrate goth Peter Parker, <laughs> <laughs> celebrate him. So, hashtag celebrate. I think it was just Spider Man was supposed to be better than that, but really we all connected with him more for it. Wait, are we saying he was supposed to be better than that? He was supposed to be better than a goth phase, but <laughs> goth phase. We, we found himself. We found him in a goth phase. Yeah. <laughs> You're better than that, Peter. Which of the like supervillains would you think would be easiest to fight? Like Sandman Man or Doc Ock? Rhino. I think Calendar Man. <laughs> Who's Calendar Man? He only uh, fights on like holidays on the calendar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Bo, look him up. It's a real thing. I heard that there's a superhero named Man Man. I heard about that too. he's a man who has the powers of a man. Mm. Yeah, we and made that joke it. like in third no, grade. I, I'm pretty sure that's a real no, thing. I had a kid yeah. on the basketball court make that joke three days ago. <laughs> I was like, I don't think a, it's a joke. That's a funny one. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought it was a joke. Then you brought it up just now. It's a real comic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Caleb wrote it. Yeah. Um, no, guys, I'm dead. No, no, serious. he's really good at stand up. Like for real, he's a real comic. Hey, what's the deal with airplane food, guys? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that's your okay. go-to. Yeah. <laughs> of all the yeah, bits, if Jerry Seinfeld's Seinfeld. the funniest comedian in the world, and that's his most well-known bit. And it's I don't true. think Jerry Seinfeld's that great of a comedian. Whoa. There, I see. Hey, what about the B movie? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> His flop? I'll watch that. No, it's brilliant. I'll watch it's that all the brilliant. time. We're watching that next week, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's okay, Rick, we went Ricky way week. off. Okay, all right. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. So in the in the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about like which favorite animal you'd be. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to know if like you'd keep that choice if you had mm-hmm. to snowboard down a mountain, mm-hmm. or uh, like if you would mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. If mm-hmm. not, like 100%. what else would you pick instead? Mm-hmm. You can start. Jared. Oh yeah, if I was a bird, I would definitely um, keep my choice because like birds have wings and like wings can keep you stable and like even though they got those little legs. Uh, if you just make a really little snowboard, then I think they'd be fine. If they, if it's a regular size snowboard, I'm changing my animal. Don't you have like hollow bones though? Uh, birds don't have bones; they're feather and beak based. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just googled that and government it surveillance out. drones. So you know. Hey, we can't talk about that on the podcast. We'll get we're yeah, gonna get stop and move on. All right, uh, Eric. <laughs> I'm changing my animal to a brontosaurus. <laughs> Because I think it'd be really funny to see a brontosaurus. <laughs> you know what? Probably I really got you. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what would happen to him? It would happen to the uh, the two guys that turned into a s- giant snowball rolling down the mountain. That would happen to the saurus. We gotta talk about those guys. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about me. Fun fact uh, for you guys and the listeners. I have broken my collarbone twice snowboarding. So? Um, Humble brag. Yeah, well, my yeah, dad. That's not really a brag. <laughs> you actually have. Yeah. Same collarbone off on the snow. That's so. when you. <laughs> never mind. So. Do we want to oh, yeah. bring up uh, how, how addicting uh, painkillers can yeah, be? Yeah, hey, guys. Vicodin, Oxycodone, Oxycontin. No good. Don't. It's addicting. Opioid crisis is real. Um, all right. The more <laughs> you know. Um. 
job. But uh, yeah, so I wouldn't uh, snowboard as a chimpanzee, even as a red panda. Even um, it's uh, it's too dangerous for me. What about like as any? Do you think it'd be that dangerous as any animal? Because you're like a little bug. Like your bones aren't gonna break. So you're uh, not gonna get that much momentum. If, you know what? If I would do it as a polar bear. I think a polar bear snowboarding would be kind of funny. Funny scene. Would you be on two legs or four paws? Uh, two legs. Bottle of Coca Cola in the other hand, because that you know what you're right, because that would have been a f- <laughs> that would have been a four paw faux paw. Ooh, if you, you did on four that. paws, it'd be a faux paw. Yeah, and if I got, you know, plus you'd have to rent two snowboards. Well, that's pretty much skiing then. If I'm, you know, four legs, two snowboards, that's might as well be skiing. That is skiing. Shout out snowboarding too. This movie took a lot of, um, it really painted snowboarders in a good light and yeah. kind of made fun of the skiers. And I think this is around that time, around the Johnny Tsunami time, shout out DCOMs, uh, you oh know, boy. late 90s, early 2000s, where snowboarding was all the rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Tony Hawk gets a bad rap, but like he was good on slopes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Tristan, <laughs> how about Does you? Does he get a bad rap? <laughs> Does he get a No, I think you, you're touching on a strong point there because I was thinking if I was a cheetah, would I have two snowboards or would I just stand up on two legs? And obviously, I, I don't want two snowboards because that is the same as skiing. <laughs> and I really don't want to be associated with those filthy skiers that the movie was kind of portraying. I did not get that vibe from Dude, anyone. So th- there, was that, there was that one that scene goofy guy? where we have, we have the chimp on the board right. who grabs the beanie of the amateur on the skis and that was his toupee. disrespects him. It was, it was his, his toupee. toupee. Oh, that's even worse. It was That's even way worse. worse. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I don't want to be seen in that kind of light. <laughs> So I think I would either have to stand up on two legs as a cheetah or just stay off the slopes with Caleb because anything to avoid being seen as a skier. That's really what it comes down to. That guy was in street clothes, (laughs) no helmet, and no balls. (laughs) I think he was there. He He was just there for the experience. And then he did get an experience. Yeah, yeah. The, the he had a monkey grab his weave, and that was it. I'm guessing he would have grabbed never guessed would have happened on a no. slope. <laughs> <laughs> that was before Jack met Jay, so he hadn't had like the good influence of not making fun of people. So I don't think if he had been in Jay's pres if he'd been in Jay's presence longer, I don't know if he would have taken the hat off that guy. It's true. Yeah, he. Uh, it's, it comes back down to those father figures. He needed yeah. to spend more time with the strong father figure that was Jay. Yeah. It's all about family. You know, can I give my cookie fact? Yeah. I'm not cookie cat, but I got a cookie fact. The father in this film? Yep. Stars. And he's been nominated for a Grammy. And a Golden Globe. Is he an Oldman? Because he is the voice. And the beauty is in the beast. He is beast. Really? He's Beast. The dad, he's Beast no of Beauty and the Beast. Yes, he way. is. He's wow. the voice of Beast. I want you never to come here. I didn't mean any harm. Do you realize what you could have done? I could what? see What? Yep, that's him. Any post work in his voice? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, he used to have that growl. Like, you want me to show you how to do the like sound of the Beast? Teach so us. First thing, you open your mouth real wide. Oh, <laughs> oh never good. mind. Eric's like got that. it. Never mind. Eric's got it. <laughs> that was a good one. That's better than me, so you can teach us. My favorite moment in Beauty and the Beast was when he was telling her that there was dinner and she was like, I'm not coming out. And he's like, Dead Star! Please. No, thank you. You can't stay in there forever. Yes, I can. Fine. Then go ahead and star! And it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do you that's, think Beast is more 
maybe the most extreme primate? Is he a primate or is he more like a mammalian? That's a dog. You can't put him in a box like that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking don't, of boxes, box so for my animal choice, uh, I would stick with the box jellyfish for sure. You slap me on a snowboard, you strap a little cute little helmet on me, and you know I'll be <laughs> shooting down those pipes in no time, baby. You're just gonna be like a, a pile of jello in one of the boots. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, you're gonna be like, grab that loose snowboard. <laughs> Yo, Someone do something. Here's something you guys haven't seen it before. Just picture this. Close your eyes and just imagine a glowing jellyfish with the sun rays reflecting off the snow into my gelatinous pink body sparkling everywhere it's glowing in the snow in all directions it's like looking through that like crystal thing from three colors blue leaking but it's pink that's me that's my flesh you're everywhere (laughs) wow i'm in a trance (laughs) (laughs) wake up eric eric how jellyfish Uh, all around me can we talk about the nice falsetto Eric? there's a subplot in the movie where there's this mobster who's trying to, I don't know what his goal is, but he's trying to get <laughs> to some money sort back. of money. And so he hires these henchmen. Um, he has his henchmen try to get his money back, and so what they think is the best way to get cash is to abduct this primate who had recently, in I guess the second movie, won some sort of skateboarding tournament. And so they're like, this monkey's worth a lot of money. Let's kidnap him. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah, actually yeah, be it's actually uh yeah. kid kid chimp nap. Whoa, kid chimp nap. Yeah, can we talk about how they were gonna just black market sell this yeah, monkey? Right. <laughs> what did you do with him? Like where was he going? Like <laughs> about to get put into a van and a really shipped somewhere. Dark <laughs> but side story. talk about a movie just full of subversion. Sub zero version. Subversion? Yeah, look what the, the the mafia dude comes in clutch and he's like, Why did why are you giving me this monkey? I I bet money on him to win. He put he's my boy of clams on this yeah. monkey. Thousand clams. He was or a something. red he was a red herring, if you've ever seen one. I've seen a few herring down in the ocean. That was sure. actually my animal. Actually the whole plot's a subplot because it's below zero the whole time. Oh. Sub zero plot. Oh boy. <coughs> Unless it's in Mexico. But yeah, then he gives the monkey a cigar. And Jack says no to smoking, and he respects. That it. was a big moment because I like when Jack took that cigar. Um, um, I was like, "Yeah, smoking's good for you. Like, if the chimp can do it, and he's snowboarding down a mountain, it's gonna be good for me." And then I realized that that moment was put in there for people like me who who want to smoke so bad every single hour, and like it's all I think about. It's okay, and, Jared. Like. And like I've <sighs> stop crying. I was like, here's an it's excuse. Okay. Here's an excuse for me to start smoking cigars every four cigars a day again. And it's like, old are you? No, I'm gonna smell it. I have them, and I'm gonna smell them at my house Were still. You a kid? But I'm gonna give it back to the mafia guy, just like Jack. And to me, the mafia guy. I mean, it's a metaphor okay. for me. I'm not gonna tell you what I give my cigars to, but yeah. Wow. So yeah, big moment for the kids out there and for uh, adults too, actually, because adults struggle with this too. Jared, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for sharing, for Jared. That yeah, was huge. That. Man, talking about addictions. Uh, this is were a you deep a kid podcast. smoking yeah. cigars? I, I also want to point out that um, <laughs> when it comes to just like subtle filmmaking again, if you guys really paid attention in that bedroom, there was a no smoking sign in the, the corner of the room. I did see that. That was foreshadowing for that big, big moment. Subliminal think, messaging for I the children. I think that's what this movie was about. Yeah. No smoking. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, if it's that cold, it, like the cigar's not going to stay lighted. 
Wow. Lighted. Lit. <laughs> that was lighted. Lit. Yeah, that's lit. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> lit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well. <laughs> um, I want to run something by you guys. Or, uh, you know what? Let me pose a question. How? Why, why don't you shred? Why don't you shred it by us? Let me shred something by you guys. <laughs> All right, cool, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Gorsh. Scoob. Who that monkey? <laughs> <laughs> wow, combining two like different things. Scoob. Like, uh, <laughs> like Scoob. <laughs> Scoob. <laughs> we should watch Scoob. <laughs> um. How, what do you think was the budget on this movie? I looked it up on IMDb. What do you think the budget was? 12 burritos. Okay. Sure, I'll, 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 I'll match Eric 12 mil. <laughs> I 12 think, mil? I think oh, it was burritos a mil. 15 million. I think it was $22,000. I, I, I will make a legitimate <laughs> three. <laughs> I kept going down. One hundred two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Someone at this table is correct. Oh, now I want to guess who's well, actually right. Well, it's definitely right. not me. I didn't. I didn't hit the. What'd bell. you say, Ricky? Fifteen. What'd you say, Tristan? Twenty-eight thousand. I said twenty-two thousand. Or twenty-two. No, it's right. got to be more than that. What'd yeah. you say? I said twenty. I said the ten times that. I said two hundred eighty something. No, like it's that. me or Ricky. It is Jared. Jared is correct. Twelve million dollars. It's just because you said twelve burritos. That's the only way reason I'm right. Thanks. He saw he. He subconsciously what? Can you gave believe you the that? Hint. Where? Oh, oh! At the beginning of this, Ricky said it all went to the chimp. No, there is a there is a big push. This the is actual film facts back in the early two thousands and the late two thousands, where they're trying to make extreme sports like more acceptable for kids because people were afraid of them getting injured and stuff. So, like extreme sports companies would like pump money into movies like this to try to get kids on it, so that they would eventually make more money just because it's out there in the world for kids to watch and get excited about. If you, a monkey can do it, anyone can. Do you think they spent thousands of dollars just clearing out the slopes <laughs> for a monkey? They, they shot down? it in Vancouver. Um, what's in Vancouver? What resort? Uh, that's uh, British Columbia. So but what? Uh, the Br- any British Columbian <laughs> resort. Is that where Whistler is? Is Whistler there? Uh, so like, so like, when did like yeah. when when did the UK and Colombia have like a treaty? Like, how did? Because they're from one's from way way east, the other's from way south. Stop. How did they stop? Meet? The how, like, how did they b- people from both of those countries meet in that province in Canada? Coffee Does anyone know the together. history behind that? Because I don't know. I don't. I don't think. That's oh, you're being what serious. I, I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. And they're mostly white, so <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You guys ever lot, been lot to British powder. Columbia? It's great. It's beautiful. A lot of pow, 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 pow. A lot of pow, pow, pow. Pow Gasol. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, $12 million. Wow. Dollars. Dollars. Clams, you could say. Clams. How much of that do you think was spent on uh, Jack? Because he was really the big box office star of the day. 12 burritos. I think there was at least a million that went into the CGI of the two henchmen in the snowball rolling down the hill. Because mm. just think about the amount of stunt doubles they would need. You need, like, one for each limb sticking out of the snowball. <laughs> there was zero CG on this film, actually. Yeah, that fly was real. Can we talk about the offensive stereotypes portrayed in this movie? Hello, thank you for calling Little India Korea. How may I direct your call? Shut up, Stanley. Give it a rest. Where's 
my money. Uh, no, very sorry. No, Mr. Stanley here. I am Rahim. Our curry special today is fried duck. Look, you stones. I'll fry your duck. You got one week to come up with my money, Gabish. Thank you for calling out of International Curry Pancake. Goodbye. Bad people do bad things. And that includes being racist. Indian. All right. We addressed it. Okay. Uh, I want to read the one and only trivia piece on IMDb about this. Great. Jack was actually a monkey. While not credited, the star, quote unquote, of the film is Louis the Chimp. He's the star? Yeah. But he's not in it as much as Jack. I yeah, know. But when he's in it, dude, dude he shines. <laughs> dude brightens up the screen. That's it. That's the that's the that's one the piece one of trivia. trivia. Fact on no, remember when he beat up the the, fly, the the airport attendant dude? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that Louis was one of the chimps in the other first or two movies? No, it was, was, Jack, it was Jack. It was Jack the whole time. Jack's the chimp that. Why is Louis the Jack the... actually played all of the monkey characters in this film? Would you guys own a chimpanzee? Oh uh, yeah. No, they will it's rip your arms. Kind of one of my dreams to get a farm. And then, like, I don't even have to tend the animal. I'll just have a chimpanzee dr- dress up in overalls, get him a pitchfork, and he'll They'll take care the of the horses. Yeah, he'll collect he'll the eggs. Will he take care of the chickens? Yeah, he'll take care of the chickens. He loves animals. He's an animal. Animals love animals. If anything, if there's anything I've learned about the wilds of nature, it's that all animals <laughs> love all other animals, and humans are the only reason they're killing each other. I think you get true. those fingers up on under those planet. feathers. It's called the fall. <laughs> you know, I'm oh. starting to understand this a little bit better. This is actually, there's an Airbud logo above both of these films, MVP, MVP. Oh yeah, it's part of the same cinematic universe as yeah. as Airbud. They did yeah. it before Marvel did it for sure. Yeah, this oh, was huge. This is starting to they make. They were a watching Airbud on the TV in this movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, like the monkey was watching TV the and the dad w- called. Yeah, the monkey was watching Airbud. It might have been Space oh. Buddies. Was it Airbud or was it Space? It Buddies? was Airbud. Yeah, it was, it was Air Bud. This came out in 2004. So, guys, my sister to. just texted me. She saw that I rated it MXP on Letterboxd, and she went to Robert Vince, the director's uh, page, and all she said was, um, "Imagine spending a lifetime in cinema, and this is your resume, and it's just all pop star. Air Bud, Air Buddies, pop star, MVP, pop star, MXP, pop star, pop star, Spy Mate, Super Buddies, Snow Buddies. Poor guy. Hey, I bet he makes more money than all of us, and he's having a good time with animals." So I listened to a pod. I don't think so. He had a 12 mil budget. He's making some money. I, I listen. I wouldn't want to make anything like that. I listened to a podcast really about rude. the Airbud franchise. Shout out Colt Popsher. And and they and they talked about um, straight to DVD kind of movies that are made like Beethoven's Seventh and those kinds of things. Mm. And there is a legitimate industry for them because they save money on all the things that bring it to cinema but they actually make a lot of money with kids and they're they they keep getting the movies like this keep getting made because they are actually profitable and so there's like seven sequels of certain things and you're not far off Jared. this guy is probably rolling in money for yeah. making all of these films it's but a good hard-working piece of work i bet he has fun he's got a good life <laughs> I, probably, I, I can't he wrap, gets, i can't wrap my head around it but he he makes things and he gets it done and he probably has a lot of fun like someone made this microphone would you rather make this microphone or make space buddies i mean like come on the microphone 
Okay, that's you. I would rather make space buddy. <laughs> I will say I love Airbud. Airbud at least like, like he didn't when make it first Air dropped. Bud. He did too. No. I just saw it. Oh, he didn't make Airbud. How much you want to bet? I bet no, you he was he a did produ- not direct. He was Air a producer. He wasn't a director. He produced it. He didn't direct it. He is a producer. He was it. directed by Sylvester Stallone. Sorry, Caleb, oh. you have to apologize. Airbud did. Uh, hey. He did Airbud seventh inning fetch. You need to apologize. Was <laughs> can you apologize because we Eric apologized earlier. He and he owned up to it. And you know, film snobs are all about owning up to our mistakes. Uh, we don't cancel, but we do forgive Thank once you. repentance and confession is made. I known. stand beside you. He is Caleb, on my knees, he is asking for your him. forgiveness. Is that forgiveness granted? To everyone listening, Ricky said okay. I am forgiven. <laughs> I'm forgiven. <laughs> All right, you, everybody. You have in, been washed clean. The, okay, okay. I are, know, you are pardoned. I know you started listening to our podcast because you were hoping for an in-depth analysis of MXP, Most Extreme Primate. Go for but it. But what we really brought you here is we have Don't other exactly. things on the table. That's kind of the the hook or the little, uh, if you're a chimp a banana, we dangle in your face to try to um, get you to listen. But what we're trying Don't to teach bananas. by what Caleb and Ricky just did is forgiveness. And if we had more of that in our culture, we'd be a better world. That's as real as it gets. I still don't disagree with what I said. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> wow. Well, what a movie, Ricky. Yeah. So That's which chimp are you guys? <laughs> kid chimp. Whoa. Wow. We're all play kid that polka dot ascot. Polka dot, polka dot, polka dot. Well, guys, I hope we had a lot of fun experiencing a film about finding friendship in the most unlikely places. Shout out Haley Bennett. Haley Bennett's uh, with Joe Wright. He directed Pride and Prejudice. She liked our Instagram post today on the Pride and Prejudice pod, and we just want to give you a shout out, Haley Bennett. We love your work. It's really big for us. Actually, Swallow is on my uh, watch list, so I'm really excited to watch that. Yeah, I I think Terrence Malick kind of. Supported her in that or something like that. I read in an article he was. Yeah, he he wrote role. a letter for her to. Uh, she was in in one of his films. Yeah, she was in was Song she? to Song, but okay. uh, all her parts all her parts got cut, so she wasn't actually Aww. in it. But he still wrote a letter to like a studio or a director saying she's great caster. She just it didn't work out in the movie just because of storyline stuff. But like she's amazing. She's like she has song like song she has some stuff on her IG. You're the best, Terrence Malick. Yeah. So I, because fi- I, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, she filmed with wow. him, but didn't make the. Terrence cuts people all the time. That's an yeah. okay. But you know what? Even if, he, even if he, even if he cuts you, you're still family. Yeah, major ripped. Uh, Just like Jay Christopher Plummer, he was real mad at Malik. Won't do be in. Well, obviously won't anymore. He's passed. But <laughs> <laughs> said he wouldn't be in a film. Uh, Sick burn. By <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a burn. It was just truth. He died like what two weeks ago. You'll said he wouldn't be in a film okay. uh, by Terrence Malik because he cut him. I'm like. Which one Get was over it? yourself, man. Which one was it? Uh, New, New World. World. He was oh, okay. still in it, but he just didn't have all his parts. Got a lot of parts cut. But he doesn't get yeah. art. What movie are we doing next? Should we call Ethan and ask him what he's going to do? Yeah, choose? let's call Ethan up. Or, right, we do do Ka- or we could do Caleb. Do Caleb. it. In the meantime, also, Ethan, so. she was in okay. Devil All the Time, and that movie was incredible. Yeah, that Haley Bennett's performance in Devil All the Time is wonderful. And yeah, we put that up on our um, top movies of 2020. And she's going to star in Joe. She's going to star in her partner Joe Wright's oh, next movie, Cyrano, with Peter Dinklage. Show, so we'll review that when it comes out. Hello, Ethan. Is that Kira Knightley? It's <laughs> <laughs> Ethan. It's uh, it's Caleb with the film snobs. We are here live, and Hi, we are wrapping up the episode. And we want to know what film you are going to choose next. 
week? You know, that's an excellent question that I do not have the answer to at the moment. Wow. Quite all right, quite all right. What did Ricky pick? We watched <laughs> MXP, Most Extreme Primate. It's on HBO now. We expect you to watch it within the next <laughs> five days. Um. Okay, I can't promises, but I'll give it my absolute best. Ethan, Ethan, you didn't watch the last set of episodes, so if you if you missed one last time, if you missed twice in a row, you're officially not a film snob anymore. That's not true. That's one no, that's part of our creed. Who is that? <laughs> that's Jared. Jared. That does not sound like Jared. <laughs> what the heck? Sounded like a prime. We got we got Tristan here too. Sound a little bit more pleasant than Jared. Tristan's there. Tristan. Nice. Hey, Jared sounds weird because he did his uh, primate voice too often. He, did, he screeched around once too many No, times. no, my voice is maturing. <laughs> I'm getting older. Well, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to pick yet, but it's going to be exciting. I can tell you that much. Doubt well, it. Well, we look forward to it, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. See you, dude. Bye. Snobby kissies. <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> Stand by what? Stand by for, me. For the movie. We don't if you're a champ, <laughs> and I'll snowboard with you. Oh, boy. All the way down danger, doom drop. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, we got to talk about that. We didn't talk about danger, doom drop. Or was it death? It's doom death? drop, doom drop death? danger. I thought doom there was the word danger. death in there. <laughs> doom drop danger. Doom, doom drop danger. danger. Oh, yeah, okay. I just thought it was... Uh, pretty important thing we might have uh, glossed over here. Anyone want to circle back, circle <laughs> yeah. around? Anyone? Anyone? An important warning sign <laughs> on a slope that's facing the wrong way. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, what? It's yeah, back- right. The whole sign is backwards. <laughs> okay, never mind. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> it was just a plot point. <laughs> it was just a plot hole. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk hasn't landed that one yet. Yeah, there's no ropes blocking off this like insanely steep cliff. In the movie, and that's right. like the the thing he needs to overcome is doom, doom, death, death drop point. Doom, but it's really only like ten feet. Yeah, yeah. He just sends it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Him and the monkey land perfectly fine. Just fine. <laughs> Although we were wondering if they sent one monkey over the edge of the cliff and then had to get the stunt double for the landing or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure the first monkey made it. They had a they had a stunt monkey who didn't make it, I'm sure. Yeah, like yeah. I think three monkeys were killed in the making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They call they call stunt monkeys stunkies in the biz. Oh. Yo, that's stunky. That's what Jay would say if something's cool. Yeah, that's stunky, stunky bro. <laughs> yeah. Stunky. God. Cool right. little bro. Okay, bye. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> oh, oh Gouchy, McGouchy, Dang. little bro. <laughs> Nar. Peace. Nar. Rate is five stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be funny to listen back to. <laughs> <laughs>